In this podcast, we look at the relationship between imperialism and nationalism as factors leading to the outbreak of the First World War in August 1914, the bloodiest war in history up to that time. Imperialism and nationalism made up a strange brew, a strange soup in the late 19th century. Nationalism, of course, as we've seen, can point in one of two directions. It can point in the direction of liberalism, as it started out in the French Revolution, but it can also point in the direction of what we would call national chauvinism. In other words, the idea that my nation-state is not only better than any other nation-state, but it, it is superior and should overthrow other nation-states. That is, our nation-state should invade other nation-states and force other people to live under our rule. Now, that, of course, is called imperialism. And it's an example of nationalism becoming dangerous and becoming oppressive over other nations. Partly because of Darwinism, this attitude began to take hold in nations, and it was also a result of the victory of the military monarchies of Italy and Germany in the late 19th century, which seemed to show that the best way to make a powerful nation was to give control to the army and the aristocracy. And so in the late 19th century, nations became militaristic and expansionistic. And they used imperialism to justify the taking over of other colonies and countries. The idea being that the people of one nation are not just stronger than the people of other parts of the world, but they're superior even in a biological sense. And of course, one reason this came about was because of a misunderstanding of Darwinism, which we call social Darwinism, the notion that there are degrees of superiority between different members of the same species. And that is not what Darwin was talking about. Darwin was talking about change over millions of years of time that happened very, very slowly. It took millions of years. But Social Darwinists believed that the superiority of one group over another was an everyday thing, something Darwin never said. And they introduced Darwinism as a concept in the relations between men in society, including the relations between nations, which were regarded as involved in a survival of the fittest. So, in the late 19th century, you've got imperialism in which every Western country adopted an imperialistic point of view. Even, even the United States did. We acquired the Philippines, Puerto Rico, and Guam in the Spanish-American War in 1898, and we rode roughshod over the rights of Latin American nations in the process of building the Panama Canal, for example, and later in the 20th century. But the heyday of imperialism was roughly between 1860 and 1945. 
Since 1945, imperialism has been a dirty word. Uh, Nobody admits to being imperialistic anymore. It's just not something that anyone can defend. And since 1945, of course, there have been decolonization movements in Africa and Asia, and European imperialism, which had dominated control over Asia and Africa, began to reverse itself, and the African nations became self-governing in the, in the period after 1945. And, of course, Vietnam and Southeast Asia became independent, despite the attempt by the French and the Americans to maintain control over Vietnam. Now, in the case of Vietnam, of course, the imperialism factor became mixed up with concerns about communism. And we thought we were fighting communism in Vietnam, whereas Vietnam thought we were imperialistic. So it is very complicated. But the fact of the matter is that in the period after 1945, nations no longer proposed imperialism. It became a dirty word. But from 1860 to 1945, it was anything but a dirty word. It was a practice that all Western nations participated in. And it is an ugly part of history, but the relationship of imperialism to World War I lies in the fact that it encouraged European nations to compete with each other for who could get the most colonies in Africa and Asia. England, for example, colonized Hong Kong in China. And, of course, Hong Kong was returned to China in the late 1990s. Because European nations were competing with each other for colonies, this brought them into conflict with one another and helped to produce the tensions between European nations, which were going to contribute to the outbreak of World War I in 1914. So you see a mixture, as I say, a a toxic mixture of imperialism and nationalism leading to conflict between the European nations that contributed to the tensions in Europe that were going to spill over as a result of other factors in the bloodiest war in history up to that time, the First World War.